De la patrulla de Minos de California. Weather headlines for today, yes. Welcome to the Revenue Generator Podcast. And I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear how industry leaders integrate sales, marketing, product, and customer success into a single business unit with a common goal of optimizing their revenue cycle. We'll unearth how innovators integrate data, technology, people, and processes to expedite demand generation and increase recurring revenue. Sit back, tune in, and get ready to meet a member of the revenue generation. Here's the host of the Revenue Generator podcast, the CMO of Lean Data, Doug Bell. Welcome to the Revenue Generator podcast, where we members of the Revenue Generation share solutions for how you can integrate your business to optimize revenue. I'm your host and the CMO of Lean Data, Doug Bell. And today we're going to discuss the role of offline media and the future of marketing, focusing on marketing strategies for millennials. Joining us is Jacob Ross, who is the CEO at Pebble Post who is the world's leading digital to direct mail marketing platform, helping hundreds of brands to reach consumers at home with timely, relevant mail that activates buying decisions and drives conversions everywhere. So far this week, Jacob and I have talked about the rise of offline digital channels. We also talked about marketing strategies for millennial customers. And today we're going to wrap up our conversation by discussing marketing that makes every minute count. Okay, here's my conversation with Jacob Ross, the CEO at Pebble Post. Jacob, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me back. Third time's the charm. Yeah, it's the, it's the Iron Man of the podcast world. Congratulations. The medal is in the mail on its way to you along with a aluminum blanket. So, Jacob, really interesting conversations over the last couple of days, right? We talked about this idea of, of direct mail being a kind of a key tool in the toolbox for B2C marketers and that B2B marketers need to pay attention. We talked yesterday about the idea of how to market well to millennials and really boiled it down to two ideas. Number one was, you know, can you personalize it? Number two, can you show respect for those folks? I imagine what we're going to talk about is how to bring all that stuff together today to really make those marketing strategies home. We're talking about marketing that makes every minute count. So kind of what's the broader philosophy behind making every moment count or every minute count? What's kind of in your head when you think about that approach? Well, I think it's that all of these disparate elements that we've been talking about, delivering, presenting a respectful message to consumers at the right time, creating high impact formats that engage, measuring the results, assessing the value of exposing and giving consumer to a, a, a marketing message. There's a, a bunch of different things in there. And the challenge that we've always had in this in, as an industry is, how do you make that all work together? Because you can't just kind of string together a bunch of disparate elements and hope that it works. So I think what we've seen is that kind of going back to the rise of offline digital channels, that episode was so fun to talk about, is that when you try to link those things together and pull together the digital world, the physical world, make an impact that is one that also enhances the relationship that the consumer has with the brand, which is always the challenge, right? that you have to do it in a totally integrated way. And so you've seen that in all these channels, whether it's CTV or streaming or our channel, Programmatic Direct Mail or others, is that as long as you can pull those things together in an integrated way, 
it allows the brand to really kind of step back and let the machinery do the work, but then the result happens. So that is one sort of one part of the answer. That's part one of the answer. The second thing is that in terms of making every moment count, we always start from the perspective that intent really matters. Con- consumer intent, e- understanding what a consumer is interested in is incredibly important and it's incredibly time sensitive. And one of the biggest sort of structural challenges of traditional direct mail is that, like you mentioned, I think in the last episode, it takes eight to 12 weeks traditionally to set up and run, execute a traditional direct mail campaign. If you're talking about catalogs, most of our marketers would say it takes four to six months to set up plan and then send out a catalog. So recency is out the window. Unless you have a very specific set of products or services, you're missing the consideration cycle entirely. Now, again, direct mail is a $40 billion industry. It's not going anywhere. It's awesome. What we do is different though. Making every minute count is really core to what we believe. So we really make sure that from a moment a consumer expresses interest or intent in a product or service, that in a respectful way, we have a piece of programmatic direct mail that goes out to them within 12 hours. We do that for all of our brands across thousands of campaigns, across millions of pieces of programmatic direct mail every day. And that allows us to reach a consumer at the moment that they are actually responsive, you know, open-minded to a marketing message and the results are speak for themselves. Right. So what we're talking about here is ultimately demand is perishable. It's true everywhere, right? If somebody's showing intent, how do we actually respond to that intent again in a respectful way that is personalized for that millennial? And I think what you're really talking about as well is what are the, all the elements of the omni-channel approach that's going to make it likely that you're getting the right message at the right time to the right person and not ignoring channels that potentially you've ignored in the past? Are there ways that you're seeing some of your better customers, meaning the customers that are getting more success maybe than others? They could be fantastic customers in other ways, I'm sure. Are you seeing them starting from a point of profound recognition of the buyer? Those tend to be the winners and the folks that struggle or maybe those folks that don't understand their buyer. And if that is the case, Jacob, what would you recommend to folks in terms of where to start to get that better understanding? That's a great question. I would definitely agree with what you said that brands that are consumer centric or buyer centric or customer centric are the ones that we see succeeding across the board. Marketing teams that are still trying to manage channel strategy, you know, siloed channel strategies are just have a harder time adapting in general. Doesn't mean that they're not successful, but it's a lot harder. So generally what we say is what, what is the, so great, what does customer centric mean for us? And maybe unsurprisingly, uh, a lot of our, you know, our, our landscape, it starts with data. And so brands that are successful, they really understand their customer. They understand the customer in terms of their data. They have a CRM or e-com platform that they properly integrated and maintain. They understand who their customers are, how they purchase. And so when we come to them and we say, hey, we want to unlock this for you or, or what have you, they're ready. And they can sort of take the learnings from one channel and apply it to another channel. And we've done some really fun things. So we worked with a major national, fantastic jewelry brand and a digital retargeting company, I guess, not naming names. And what we saw is when they were actually able, using the same sort of marketing strategy to execute on a display retargeting campaign, as well as a 
programmatic direct mail retargeting campaign, they drove incredible synergies, if I can use that buzz. Well, you said this was a buzzword-friendly environment, so synergies, right? And so what we saw was they saw a 350% incremental lift over just using one channel alone. So, wow, that's incredible. If they hadn't been able to kind of cross those two channels together, we all, we all have mailboxes, we all see banner ads, we all get emails. So from a consumer standpoint, we're already there. So marketers who are able to reach a consumer at the right time in the right environment are absolutely going to be the winners and, and are, are, are already the winners. I've got to ask Jacob, because I have to say, I, I, you know, we all see the mail trucks and they are old <laughs> and you just feel like at some level, the, you know, the mail industry, if you will, is going to get privatized at some point. The U.S. postal system feels like it's on its last legs. That sounds somewhat political, but I'm curious because I, I don't feel like the postal service is always the reliable kind of fast acting service that's going to get the message in time. Do you find yourself leading into, say, faster channels, FedEx, if you will, or UPS or other ways of getting out there? Or does, again, we're going to slam the poor postal service, does snail mail tend to work quickly enough that you guys are seeing the results you want to see? Because again, demand is perishable. Yeah. I mean, look, I was at a national postal forum, which is a fantastic conference in Scottsdale uh, a couple of weeks ago. And I got to hear the postmaster general give his, uh, you know, Louis DeJoy give his um, keynote. And, you know, they're it, without getting into the politics of it all, they're in the middle of a 10-year transformation, for lack of a better word. And I got to give them props. I mean, there are uh, hundreds of thousands of people, I think it's 600,000 people work at, at the U.S. Postal Service and they deliver mail every you know, six, six days a week. It is in many ways very sophisticated. What we do and is a couple of things. One is most of what we do is first-class mail which gets to home in three to five days. And so I think for a lot of the sort of consumer consideration cycles, that is totally fine. In fact, it's great because consumers have been exposed. They've shown interest. Maybe they've been exposed to some digital channels and then a piece of relevant programmatic direct mail shows up. Great. That, that, that works really well. The other thing is everything that we do, I kind of talked a little bit about integrated platforms and solutions at the beginning of the podcast Everything that we do is integrated into this one vertical software platform. And so from the moment a consumer expresses interest, everything flows automatically. And so up to the mail production, you know, mail is printed every single day and sent out every single day. And our goal is to get it into a USPS postal hub as quickly as possible. And then the postal service does the last mile delivery. And we've seen deliverability rates extremely high. We track everything. So it's been very consistent. And it was really interesting because we track all this data, even with all the news headlines over the last couple of years about uh, slowdowns and um, trying to slow down certain mail classes and things like that. We have seen no change in our delivery speed in responsiveness rates or quality. So we follow the narrative just like you do in terms of what's out there. But, you know, we have, we've actually found the Postal Service to be awesome partners and really, really interested in committing to supporting innovation in this area. As you could imagine, we are a very interesting partner for them using digital technology to take physical mail and do something new and exciting with it. 
Well, there we go, folks. We have the rise of the millennial consumer. We have digital exhaustion. We have direct mail, which now can you know get up and running quickly. We can actually track what the responses are and understand its contribution to our marketing efforts. At the end of the day, we've got reliable channels for delivering that message to our consumers. Jacob, I have to say, I learned something new talking to you over the last several days. And folks can't see me, but I'm gray. <laughs> I've been around the blocks. So that's not always something that gets to happen. Really appreciate you coming on the podcast with us. Thank you so much. This is really fun. Awesome. Fantastic. Okay, well, that wraps up this episode of the Revenue Generator Podcast. Thanks to Jacob Ross, CEO of Pebble Post, for joining us and teaching us something new. If you would like to contact Jacob or learn more about him, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can contact him on Twitter, where his handle is Jacob A. Ross, or visit his company website at pebblepost.com. Just one link in our show notes I want to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while listening to the podcast, head over to revgenpod.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our weekly newsletter, apply to be a speaker on the Revenue Generator podcast, or you can even share your revenue generation questions which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is at RevGenPod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is MarketAdvocate. If you haven't subscribed yet and want a daily stream of RevGen strategies in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. Okay, that's all for today. But until next time, keep cranking because the revenue isn't going to generate itself.